What up, what up, what up, what is happening, good people? Welcome to this edition of Herb and Two, alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, we are here hanging out with you wonderful people, talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them as individuals, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued and is certainly appreciated. Anything you want to ask in the conversation, please feel free to do so. Leave your opinions, your thoughts, your expertise in the comments. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. We would also kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast Share it on your personal page, share it within your personal network, share it with anybody that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation. It is our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of it, the better the opportunity we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? Blessed, howdy, favorite man. How are you? Man, I'm keeping it regular, man. I, we got a lot to get into, so I ain't going to waste too much time on this intro and, and, and banter back and forth or whatnot. But we did not get into that Shannon Sharp thing last week, bro. We need, like, <laughs> I need your take on this Shannon Sharp shit, G. Shannon Sharp, uh, NFL Hall of Famer tight end. He's now mostly known. Uh, as one uh, co-host of Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, but also from Club Shay Shay, which is Shannon Sharp's podcast. Uh, doing his thing in that arena. He is also an unapologetic LeBron James jock holder. And while sitting courtside at a Lakers game in L.A. when they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies, Shannon Sharp got into it with the whole Grizzlies team, the Grizzlies family, everybody. Uh, as he was yelling out to one of the Grizzlies players that he was too small to guard LeBron James. You can't guard LeBron James. You can't. Like I said, he's a proud cup-holding member of the LeBron James party. So while he's doing that, you can't guard LeBron. You're too small. Dude talking back like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. He's like, no, fuck you. And so the whole thing, go back and forth. Players start walking over there towards the sideline. Uh, T. Morant, who is Ja Morant's father. Ja Morant is probably the only person in the league right now that I would pay to go see. I'm not even going to lie to you. Shorty is ridiculously exciting. I don't know if y'all saw him bang on that nigga like two weeks ago, but that is instantly like top five, top ten, all-time in-game posters. Like that was foolishness what he did to do. Um, that being said, his daddy's always there. He's always at the games. And so when Ja Morant started coming over there and exchanging his words with Shannon Sharp, naturally his father is now into it too. If you don't know Shannon Sharp, I already told you he was a Hall of Fame NFL tight end, but he's also an country avid, swole. Yeah, he's an avid, you know, workout warrior. He is a country strong dude, like still big swole dude. Uh, I don't think any of them really want that smoke, except for maybe the the, the tall, crazy white dude from the grill. I can't even think of his name right now. But other than that, Shannon would have whooped the entire city of Memphis that <laughs> night. <laughs> he was with it, Joe. He was with it. Shannon was he was off the miles in that yak. Uh, <laughs> That night, man, but uh, they exchanged words, and it, it, it blew over. Everybody was, you know, cool with it after the fact. But in the midst of it, I'm like, Shannon, bro, you've been a professional athlete, Joe. Now, football is obviously set up differently. You're not really into it with the fans like that because they 
are a little bit further removed. They're not sitting on the court. You know what I'm saying? If it was fans literally sitting around the side of the football field, first of all, that would be dangerous. But second of all, like, just that's just not how it is. Shannon Sharp should know better than to, 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 to get into that, man. What did you think about that whole situation, bro? So I ain't going to lie to you, right? The actual event, yeah. I fucking loved it. You yeah. know, I love all that but that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But I struggle with Shannon Sharp now. I used to really like Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I I I, I ain't been fucking with Shannon Sharp for but some time. But after that Dion now, shit, I'm like, man, fuck, dude. The Dion shit, the the and Kyrie the, shit, the it's a lot of shit that starts to rub me the wrong way. And I'm the like, Shannon man, Sharp. I mean, not the the Jerry Jones shit. Yeah, like all that shit was like, ah, mm. fuck, dude. Yeah. Right. So on one hand, I want to be like, I champion all that wild yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? I really don't fuck with dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just very interesting. It would be very interesting if that was a a white hockey team. See how he responded to them. Because they with the smoke. Not even that they with the smoke, no, but he obviously has a certain level of value for white folks. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to see how Shannon responds to the white folks. Hey, he you know definitely, I mean? he he definitely, definitely has a certain level of valor for the motherfuckers. He definitely, you know I mean? definitely does have a certain level of appreciation for them, even to the point of him having his only entree into the NFL come through HBCUs, like, nah, fuck them HBCUs. I wanted to go to a PWI, and I wish I could do it all over again. Even though they told your black ass you can't come here. Didn't make the grade. Uh, but as far as the actual event itself, I fucking loved every moment the hockey of it. Team. I loved every moment of it. Right. I, I, and I don't, Shannon apologized for it, and he was sincere, and I fuck with that. Yeah, but everybody was cool with it. Don't, I don't think Shannon is necessarily in the wrong, right? Like, where's the responsibility lie? Right? This mm-hmm. your job. Like, it's it's lines that you shouldn't cross. Like, I've seen motherfuckers sure. do shit like throw shit or spit. Sure. I'm fucking you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you spit on me, all ho- yeah, I'm I've, fucking I've, you up. Only, the only instances that I've seen I've, I felt are justified in terms of a player leaving the court to address a fan is you threw some shit, you spitting, or anything that caused me harm or damage, I'm fucking you up. Or you being disrespectful to my family who's also sitting next to you. you know I've what seen shit like that too. So if I look up in there and you, and you bitch motherfucker, my mama, my mama I'm fuck, fucking you fuck up. Fuck the game, all right? We we on something else now. I'm gonna beat your ass. Um, but other than that, you can sit your drunk ass on the side yeah, of the court and yell whatever fuck you want. And Shannon don't even curse. Right. Like in general, he don't right. curse. Right. So you could imagine that bull driver. Right. Oh, yeah, that's how he talks. He says shit like that. You know that man I mean? Prime don't curse. Yeah, they don't curse. So Brian gets some do some Brian some shit. Bull junk. Yeah, that look at that bull junk. You can't guard that man. You can imagine what the fuck he was saying. You can just imagine the goofy ass words he was making up. You too light in the behind. You too light in the backside. <laughs> you know? Like, how do you get offended by that? <laughs> how you not laughing? Just that. How you get offended by that? And to turn that into, fuck you, I beat your ass. Shannon was like, hold on, fam. You see me? You won't be my You ass. see me? You won't be my I, ass, Joe. Hey, you see this goddamn big burn sweat I got but on? That's, that's <laughs> Man, I will fuck you clean up around here. That's the invincibility complex of that young people have. So you're talking about, <laughs> I think it was Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. You know, 20-something years old, world-class athlete. Like, nigga, you don't want this smoke. Fam, Shannon is- Dog walked your ass all through that stadium. You hear me? From the country, country. Like, I don't mean like he from Atlanta. I mean he from the country. You know how I'd be like, I fuck take up? Shannon will beat the breath off of me. That's what I was going to- You know I was going to go there. I'm glad you were there. (laughs) I'm very clear. This nigga been wrestling wild hogs since he was two years old. 
He's a different kind of human being. He's got different strengths. Shannon Sharp don't play no <laughs> games, Jack. He in the gym every single day, multiple hey, times a day. The man was he's carrying tractors on his back by the time he's 12 years old. It's not a game. I mean, the nigga's different. He's built different. They dude. different down there, Jack. It's different. They that different. country strong, you will get knocked. The fuck out. They yeah. different down there, man. I tell y'all that I love that show Swamp People, man, where they catch the alligators and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the latest episode of it, and the dude had his son out there on the boat with him catching alligators. Yeah, because it's normal out here. His son, 11 years old. Fam. I don't mean his son like 16, 17. Alligator don't mean shit to him. 11 years old. His son wrestling the gator, shooting the gator. 11 foot gator. You 11 years old. The gator 11 feet tall. You, you know what I'm saying? mean shit to him. I, I, so I'll be like, man, all that shit we'll be talking about, like, we send this shit up. Our shorties is not ready for their shorties. Bro. But you drop that same alligator wrestling motherfucker on the corner of 53rd and State Street when the motherfucker project is there, he don't nut the fuck up. It's just what you're accustomed to. Please understand, because them alligators look way safer than these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I don't know, man. As, 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 a, as a city boy, I'm just more comfortable with niggas than, than wild you're a city life. boy. That's what I'm saying. Right? Same thing with him. He can fuck with this alligator. He's accustomed. Oh, you saying you dropped the 11-year-old boy off? The, oh, yeah. How he going to panic? He fucking around a heart attack. You drop him off in the building. It's over. Oh, it's over. It's over. He Any forget builders. all that shit about the alligators. Pick one. All them skills, rest of the alligators go out the window. From the gardens to Cabrini. Drop him off in any of the yeah. buildings. He shorty is. No, yeah. Joe. Mm-mm. Not no, going to happen. Joe. You know what I mean? Not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, I ain't going to lie, man. But you put one of our shorties in the motherfucking swamp. Oh, they fucked up too. <laughs> it's the same shit. They dead. That alligator's gonna eat that dick. They gonna die, Joe. They they got alligator food. You know what I mean? <laughs> they gonna fucking drown us. But, but the the Shannon Sharp shit though, it was funny because the, the team starts to run over there. Y'all really don't be wanting no smoke. Y'all wasn't on shit. Yeah, ain't he like, just the yeah. leader of the team, so he gotta act yeah, like he cares. Yeah. So when T came up from behind, T Morant came from behind, Shannon turned around, that's where the picture's from. Yeah. Because there's a steal that I'm going yeah. to put as yeah. my header. I think somebody he turned around like Bull Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this asshole without custody? <laughs> hey, hey, LeBron James tweeted it out. It said, My man 365. No, it. he tweeted that picture, the one you're talking about. He put it out. He said, If, if, uh, damn, I forgot what he said. If anybody can get it or, or something like that was a person. That, that, the picture is a classic, Joe. The, yeah, the picture is a classic. I don't lie. He looked like. You sure you want this problem? T. Moran didn't want that. None of them wanted that problem. T. Moran didn't. Hey, the 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 stadium security didn't want the smoke. They're like <laughs> nobody want. They, they, they usually run on your grab. But they like they they thinking about like, Mr. Sharp. Um, would you would you like to not you, engage with the players this way? So you remember when Draymond knocked out? Um, yeah, yeah, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Could you imagine Shannon Sharp them not being able to get him under control? He could have went through their whole lineup one by one and knocked every one of them niggas off their feet. Listen to me, Joe. And I think he would have been successful. Listen to me, Joe. You know the level of embarrassment you would have to have at the city of Memphis. Listen to They'd me. They'd have to man. kill Shady Shot. When when one of those abnormally strong human beings also has a tick in their brain that a button switch, and it's like they it's like there's nothing. You have to be one of the people in their life that can get through to them. Otherwise, it's cooked. It's curtains, yeah, it's it over. is cooked, cooked, cooked. Had a football play play DN. This crazy, but stupid strong. Stupid, dumb, strong, big, but just a little. He'd be super cool, like, laughing and joking, and then he'd tear everything's motherfucking room up. Yeah. He going off. I'm like, hey, hey, you got to try to get in their line of sight before you get within their arm reach. I leave. <laughs> <laughs> See, in this particular instance. If I would have left, 
everybody else there would have got fucked up and he would have went to jail. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get in his line of sight, like before I get within arm reach. Because anybody with an arm is getting fired on at this point. So I'm trying to get his eye contact first. I'm like, yo, it's yo, it's me. Yo, yo, hear me, see me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then you gotta you gotta, it's a little moment where you can catch their eyes, go from like enraged to like, oh, I'm, I'm a person again. It's like, okay, cool, you with me now, bro. We gotta relax. Okay, I'm gonna come a little closer, just cool out, bro. Like <laughs> one of my frat brothers played lineman in college. Yeah. Right? And I mean, we got into a fight, and it was with the football players and kind of the return, he was back and forth. Yeah. Gee, the police coming, so I'm trying to get all us to just, just get the fuck up out of here, yeah. right? I, this motherfucker, that tick person, he's yeah. crazy. <laughs> you understand me? So I'm like, come on, Tory, come on, Tory. Tory McCray, he's a Phoenix, Arizona police officer. If you ever get pulled up by Tory Big Red, Keep McCray, your hands on the wheel. Do what the nigga say, dude. <laughs> do what that nigga say, dude, man. You don't want that problem. Listen, man. I jumped on this nigga back because his mind was gone. I'm like, Tory, another nigga, a swole nigga too. Yeah. Gee, he knocked this nigga out with me on his back. It's a different thing, yo. I said, this man is not a human. He's dude. not here right this now. This ain't dude. human, fam. This is not human. He's not here right now. Everybody had the moments of when you be enraged, you get this superhuman strength. I can remember throwing my brother D up across the alley with one arm. I picked him up like in his chest and just threw him because I was trying to kill my uncle one night. Terrible, bad night. Uh, rest in peace, my uncle. I, not from that night. He didn't die that <laughs> night. I was trying to kill him. He did. I, I was. I didn't even lie to you. I was trying to kill him. Like I, I, I initially tried to throw him off the fucking second floor banister. But anyway, uh, I threw the. But imagine doing that when you are already a super strong motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm not already just so much super stronger than Diop from start. But to be the nigga you talking about, or the nigga I'm talking about, or Shannon Sharp already, and you? Gee, he would have knocked everybody out hey, on man. that goddamn lineup. Everybody go to sleep, Everybody Joe. in the Memphis jersey would have got knocked the fuck out. Everybody go to sleep, Joe. Everybody go to sleep, Cleaning their ass up. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Should have been like a video game, dog. Go night-night, They could never play another game in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> everybody would talk shit like you niggas is the knockout kings. <laughs> you can't do it. Niggas gotta shut up, man. Hey, I was watching that shit. That shit was hilarious. That shit, wow, man. Yeah, it was funny. It was a great moment, but at the same time, I, I struggle with even like being excited about the moment because I don't fuck with Shannon Sharp no yeah, more. I don't either. He 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 he's he's, he's rubbed me the wrong way. He's <laughs> yeah, rubbed me man, the wrong but way. But the, the the actual incident, that shit was hilarious to me. Um, while we're talking about hilarious things, a trans man has been impregnated, went full term, excuse me, went full term with the pregnancy. So you know I'm ignorant. And gave birth. You know I'm ignorant. I know. I'm Help me understand. Trans so a woman who likes to dress up like you, a boy gets pregnant. You've transitioned into a man now. You now identify as a man, though you were born as a woman. So... Help me Trans again. man. Help Transition me. to Help a man. Me Help me again, because I'll be ignorant. Uh-huh. Does this woman who was once a woman, who's now decided she's a man, uh-huh. does she have a penis? No, she has a vagina. Yeah, God damn it. It's a woman who likes to dress like a boy gets pregnant. So here's the thing. In this particular case, the impregnation right, <laughs> happened. He became impregnated while transitioning into a man. So you, you're claiming that you don't want to be a woman no more. You finna go be a man. But whilst you are still having niggas shoot your club up, come on, son. 
Niggas are still skeeting inside of you while you talking about you don't want to be a woman. I want to be a man now. Make up your mind. I can't get <laughs> like what we doing. Did he plan that? Like so, was it because well, he decided? He. To- <laughs> <laughs> I see this y'all because it's a trans man. This shit is crazy. I, I agree with you, but that's why the, that's why it's a story because it's a trans man. See, it sounds like a story. You say, man, a man but carried a baby. But he's not actually though. a trans man yet because he doesn't have. He hasn't fully transitioned. Right. right. So, 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 uh, I'll show y'all a picture and, and, and we'll put we, it up. Yeah, we'll put it in the thing. But in the picture, he seems to be post transition. Again, right? I know this sounds insensitive and I know this is grounds for, you know, canceling, cancel culture and all that shit. I know a bunch of ugly women that look like men. You see, buddy? Yeah, she got a beard. I know women with beards. But the titties gone already. I know women with mustaches. I know women without titties. They can still get pregnant and have babies. (laughs) Men can't get pregnant and have babies. So to come to me and say a man carried a baby to full term, no, an ugly woman carried a baby to full term. Okay, cool. Oh, shoot, he got pregnant after a one-night stand during transition. And she's a nasty one. Getting a club shot up on the one-night stand. On the one-night action. Wow, you have a full beard and and goatee. You ain't got no titties, but you got a pregnant belly. This is the wildest pictures I've ever seen what, in my this life. This looks though. like a seven, eight month pregnancy, right? At least that super nine pregnant, month, right? Yeah, you super so pregnant. So maybe maybe she, this is after him showed up to the first night when she got a club shot up. Well, this is be- this is before all the under under underarm hair and and facial hair and all this other shit. Okay, probably uh, maybe I don't know. I'm listening. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to iron this shit with talking about them in that sense, man. But listen, but listen, okay. So, one, I'm wondering because I'm looking at the article and we'll have it on the screen, of course. But um, a 36 year old trans dad from Seattle who identifies as non binary and queer has been documenting how they took advantage of the body organs I was born with to give birth after a one night stand during their medical transition. Danny Wakefield came out as a transmasculine, a person assigned female at birth who identifies masculinity when they were 25. I I can't keep up. None of this shit makes sense. And do you think that, okay, do you think that they intentionally had the one night stand so that they can get get pregnant? pregnant? And then carry as a trans man? They wanted to be like the, the, the... the flag carrying member of the, the baby of without, or they wanted the baby without having to go through that whole process of IVF and all that. Let me use this coochie while I got it. I want the currency of attention. Matter of fact, I'd argue some of the people go through that process for the currency of attention. Uh, I wouldn't doubt some people do that. Yeah, man, I, I, I struggle, bro. Like, I. I mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. hey, what is trans masculine? That's a new one. Ain't all this shit is new. They're creating the world, and we actually playing in this goddamn game with them. Fuck playing this game with them. They are less than 1% of the, the American population. Bro, I'm not playing that game with them. Music this it sounds like it. I'm, I'm not playing this game with these people, G. They're not even 1% of the population. I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to acquiesce to your every desire. I'm not calling you a him or her or none of that shit or them. Yeah. Not. G, you're pregnant. Who can get pregnant, Only men or women? one motherfucker can get pregnant. Right. In the entire animal world, the only male that gets pregnant in that whole genre is the seahorse. Uh-huh. Either you a woman or you a motherfucking seahorse. <laughs> hey, let's just start calling them seahorses. We will start calling them seahorses. <laughs> I'm not playing that game, bro. I'm not. That shit is retarded. I was listening to Shout to Bill Maher, man. I was checking out He's Bill He's a Maher. seahorse. 
I was checking out Bill Maher, and they had this white queer writer guy on there who does it a lot, who was on there a lot. And he was like, man, I'm so sick of this shit. He was like, all this shit is bullshit. All this shit is crazy. He was like, we're not educating our children. They're legitimately creating motherfucking curriculums around identity at four and five years old around eighth grade conversations and shit like that. And he was like, man, that shit is insane. You ain't even teaching these motherfucking shit, and it's obvious in the conversations you have with the children. They're dumb as fuck. And I don't mean the five, four. Yeah, yeah. I mean the motherfuckers is coming out of high school right. and going to college. They're dumb. Dumb. Right? But then this becomes the overarching conversation. Yeah. Like, we're legitimately having conversations about gender identity at four years old. Yeah. Fuck out of here, man. I'm not playing that game, G. And, and For 1% of the population? Less than 1%? No. And it, it's growing and it's spreading. I don't mean the population. I mean the <laughs> idea, right? The the ideals of it. And now there is a book. You know how they get all the little children's books to teach you ABCs. A is for Apple. B is for bike. C is for cat. They have one of these ABC books now called The Gay BCs. Real book. Written by H.L. Webb or something like that. Um, A real book called the Gay BCs, where they have such things as D is for drag, G is for gay, B is for bi, ML Webb B wrote the book. B is for beat it. <laughs> That's what B is for, beat it with this bullshit. <laughs> B is for bullshit. Beat it with this bullshit. <laughs> this bullshit. <laughs> the Gay BCs by ML Webb um, has things like A is for ally, B is for bi, C is for who... Coming out, C is for coming out, D is for drag. It's like, are you serious? E is for equity. F is for. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop it. Under the same act, G, the other day, Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, was deemed offensive by the trans community. Oh, this is a real, this is real. The ah. Everyone. No, no. You oh. make me feel like, like a, a natural, natural woman. Woman. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about you this. You make right, me feel. This is the most man shit in the world. Right? Think about this shit, right? Here's a man transitioning to a woman upset about a song that says, You make me feel like a natural woman. Right when you talk about mansplaining or 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 or, or the power of being from a uh a, 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 um what's the word I'm trying to think of well men dominate shit uh, uh a patriarchy patriarchy the power of a patriarchy mm-hmm. here's a motherfucker that's dictating what bathroom he goes into right scaring the shit out of the actual women we talked there. about that a couple of weeks ago right. when that was the case of the young girl came home crying because like, she was in the bathroom the locker room changing, right. i'm hiding from this motherfucker in the, in the bathroom right here think about this shit they this is so patriot this shit is the exemplar for you to be against patriarchy as a woman you got to come out against this shit mm-hmm. right these motherfuckers have dictated what bathrooms they go to against your will right these motherfuckers are deeming the celebratory value of womanhood against your will to say what what is they're now redefining what is and isn't woman. Yeah. Right? And the shit don't happen in reverse like that. Right? The woman transitioning to the man again, because it's such a small population of people. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That shit don't even really make a blip on the male radar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the male, the sick mind of transitioning into this woman world, he's dominating your sports. He's dominating your bathrooms. He's dominating your conversation. This is the most patriarchal shit in the world. What I really think most of these motherfuckers are is men who didn't measure up to the standard of manhood and said, well, I could dominate Let me try this woman shit. Let me try this shit. Let me go swim with the, with the, with the women's college team. Yeah. I can win that race. I can dominate over here. And it ain't just in sports. It's just in totality. No, I get what you're saying. Though. I'm just saying. Yeah, I yeah. can make the rules. Yeah. Right? And if you say anything against me, I'll cancel you. That's some white power shit if I ever seen it. Hey. If you can manufacture a cause and then galvanize enough people to stand with it and, and also how, be able to deliver a sufficient enough consequence to influence behavior. Man, think about how much we have these. Oh, power I don't just mean you. I just mean yeah. the public lexicon. And these are less than 1% of the people, bro. Yeah. That's bro, galvanizing that's some real. That's white power shit. That's galvanizing some real I tell energy you, for your if movement. If every trans human being was black, we would never have this conversation. I agree with that. We would never have this conversation. It wouldn't even be a conversation. No, that's that, that's probably true. Um, I think that also it, it goes to this idea of us not focusing on the real shit that, that, that's happening, right? So while we're talking about, you know, trans men having babies or we're talking about the gay BCs being taught in preschool. Um, the gay BCs. The gay BCs, This is like... This is the th- I'm talking about this is the first ABCs, thing you're learning. The ABC. This is the first thing you're learning. <laughs> you don't even recognize hey, how does the ABC song go. A B C D. It was like a cooler one, like the ABCs. ABCs. We're here to talk about the gay BCs. <laughs> no, it was a different one, like it was cool. <laughs> they, the gay BCs is gonna be some cool shit to say. You know it's gonna be cool. It's gonna have a dance, a little TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're gonna be doing all kind of weird shit on that Fuck out of here. Oh. Uh, while we are worried about these types of things, and you talking about this is the first, you don't even know, you don't even recognize English yet. I'm trying to get you to recognize letters. And the first thing I need you to know is drag? Bisexual? What? What are we doing? What are we on? Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's where we at. Meanwhile, the real shit is happening, and motherfuckers don't know. The FDIC, right? The people who federally insure the money at the banks has come out and said, listen, we are overinsured but underfunded. The statistics and the data that I saw said that the FDIC insures, right? They insure $9 trillion. They insure $9 trillion. However, they only have $125 billion in cash. Then that's a flat out lie. How can you insure nine trillion when you only have one twenty five billion? Trust me, you good. That's how everybody trusts that these motherfuckers are just doing right because so they the government. They got to be doing right by me. Everybody in this motherfucking country go pull your money out and see how quick that shit run out. See if they get to nine trillion or if they run out at one twenty five. So for me, all this shit is the writing on the wall. Fiat currency is losing its value. Yes, right, and we're about to suffer through. Uh, uh, a level of poverty that we've not, at the end of the day, we're in a recession now. We probably live perpetually in a recession. We master shit by printing more and more money. Right. You know what I mean? But when you start to see the levels of inflation increasing to the heights it's increasing to, 
we're at a point of no return. Ten dollar is like you were talking about last week. It is what it is, right? But here's another part of this, even this conversation you talk about here, where they're overinsured and underfunded. Right. I can't remember what bank it was, so I don't want to say specifically. Bank any, of America. Any bank name. Was it Bank of America yeah. where they got defrauded a week or so ago? Yeah, well, people open their accounts oh. and realize they had no fucking they money. They had in no it. bread, right? <laughs> so, but check game, because of this same conversation that we Fitting insured that up the to bank of America trillion, too. Right, what the bank decided that they would do that we would pay all of you all's costs except for anything that was overdraft fees and anything that was in the red. So if your bank account got scammed for, let's say you had twenty dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. but you got hit for twenty one one thousand twenty dollars, <laughs> right? Right. So now your account is one thousand twenty one thousand dollars in the we red. We're gonna give you the dub back. Twenty. We'll give you the dub back, but you're responsible for this ban. That's off the chain. That's crazy, fam. That's that's how you run up in the bank and shoot shit. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. But you ain't end up shooting nothing but some bank workers. You ain't shooting the motherfuckers that's really stealing your money. That's crazy. But it, it just make you snap, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy, G. It's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy to me. Like, and but think and, about how much more we're talking about these kind of conversations. Like, they're starting to become public. But I've been preaching this shit for the last five, six years. We're up against this wall. It's coming. It's You've coming. You've been talking it's about coming. you go you, you go soon. You're gonna be wiping your ass with these hundred dollars. Wiping your ass because it has no value, bro. Mm-hmm. It has no value. And that ten dollar eggs, nigga. Look, anytime you go to another, this is very simple. A lot of us are going to travel now. We always talking that passport king shit. Get your passport. Get your passport. Every time you go to another country and you ball the fuck out with their money, it's because their money don't have no value. That's it. In comparison to American dollars, it didn't have any intrinsic value. It don't hold no weight. So you go to China, you go to uh, Jamaica, you go to all these other, you go to Africa. Yeah, you can get a steak, but in African or Ghanaian money, you spending $400 for a fucking steak. It's just, and because of the weight of your dollar, it costs you $1.20. If you was a Ghanaian, that steak costs $400. That's where we are, right? This shit don't hold no value. We talk about the price of eggs. Oh, eggs is ten dollars. Wait till that steak costs four hundred. Your money gonna be just like the motherfucking money you think is monopoly money in Jamaica. It is how this shit happened. They didn't get there by happenstance. There was one point in time when Jamaica, Haiti, all that currency held some weight. It don't no more. We're moving there. We, our dumbass, think it's because we on some different soil. The shit line up differently. No, over time this shit gets devalued. It's that inability to identify the enemy that allows us to all be complicit in this shit. <laughs> and so when I'm talking about people who snap and then run up in Bank of America and shoot that shit up and you just shooting people that just working they, you know, regular nine to five, as opposed to the motherfucker who's really doing it, the issue has to also be on those fucking people. Because if I call you and they pay your ass $15 an hour to answer the customer service firm in Bank of America, you on the phone talking to me like this your motherfucking money. You're on the phone popping off. Why the fuck is you going to bat for this big that motherfucker who just using you as a motherfucking field worker for no reason? You on my side, whether you know it or not, you stupid motherfucker. Because what did we say last week? To stay in that middle, it's a race. You got to work. Mm. Right? And you take up the, the values of whatever entity that is. Think about like I work for the bank of America. say shit like, you don't want to fuck up that good job. Yeah. Right? You don't know what this job entails, but that's how, that, that's a, Inkling of how our value system works, right? You might go into the job every day and the motherfucker call you a bitch-ass nigga. Good, it's so relative. You know what I mean? That you, good job might keep job you from seeing so your motherfucking relative. kids all day at long, all. Right, but you've convinced yourself, I got to stay here and take this abuse. That good job might be giving you cancer depending on where you work. Real shit. You and then as soon as you die, they just 
Get another motherfucker to get canceled. Shit, the motherfuckers in the post office, they just told there. Hey, hey, fuck y'all. Fuck your retirement, Figure this shit out. You've been here 40 years. We ain't fuck with you no more. You've been walking up and down these blocks or or, or sending off these packages. Big bad dogs and all kind of dumb ass shit. All kind of stupid shit. Braving the elements for years. And then when you retire and you think you finna spend your last 20 whatever years cooling, they like, mm, we ain't got that for you. What you mean you ain't got it for me? I've been put, you've been taking out my check for me for 30 years. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I've never had that kind of mentality. Yeah, I, I've always kind of depended on me G. to survive. <laughs> and I always felt like at the end of this journey is I'm going to pass down the street and go away. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever it is I, I love doing until I pass down the street to go away. Yeah. I never had that kind of mentality, man. But it's, it's such a common mentality, man. And we're seeing... The writing is it's on the wall fear. for that lifestyle is not going to exist anymore. It's a fear-based mentality that tells you, hey, you don't want to be broke and dependent on your, in your back years, so give me your money now. I'll hold on to it, and I'll give it back to you when you need it. Who the fuck is you? To, hey, fam, run my shit. Fam, I don't need you. I don't need your fucking corporations and governments. I don't need you white motherfuckers holding my shit. Run it, because then as soon as y'all be like, man, you know how I've been telling you your shit was there, it ain't. What the fuck I'm gonna do? What I'm what I'm gonna do at 65? When you be like, mm, yeah, we ain't got be no shit. I'm gonna beat y'all ass. I'm a. What I'm gonna do? I'm 65 years old. What no, I'm gonna you're do? You're gonna be fucked. I'm just I'm just fucked. That's just it. And it's like, nah, man. Like, stop letting people scare you into playing they motherfucking game. You should be scared of the fact that you didn't gave all your money for all these years to these motherfuckers. Of trust, like what the what you just trusting them for what? I trust a shoebox. Like these motherfuckers just w- wake up one day, like yeah, I know, we, I know, we said it was there, and you log on, on your computer every motherfucking month. And, oh, my shit good, my shit good, good, cool. Until they hit a button one day, you, that shit ain't nothing. That shit just a fucking button. Bing. Oh, yeah, it was there yesterday. That was yesterday though. You know what I'm saying? Think about the old days. Is the old, old days. days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like that. That's, be scared of that. If you want to be scared of some shit, be scared of that. Be scared of the fact these motherfuckers have literally looked you in your face and said, you are incapable, mentally incapable of managing your own money to make sure that you're going to have some money to eat and house and clothe yourself in the back end. So just give it to us. I'll go buy 200-foot yachts and mansions and penthouse suites and take travels and trips around the world. You just keep showing up every day, nine to five, for the next 40 years, and I promise you, I got you on the back end. Knock it the fuck off, Joe. How you sell somebody on that? Man, I just thought about some shit. Like, they say every 80 years capitalism fails. It eats itself. Right. It, but it, I, I was thinking about like it in this 90 context. to 110, and we right there. In the terms re- of the Great Depression, we right in that in that groove right now. Right. So the reason I thought about that, though, is because, like, 80 years ain't no long time. No. You know what I mean? And, and I thought about it in context of Henry Ford because Henry Ford invented uh, mass production, right? And when you think about that, that is the driver of assembly line capitalism as we know it, right? The assembly line. Mm-hmm. It's the driver of today's version of capitalism. You know what I mean? So this life, this America, this experience, this world experience at this point is essentially a little bit more than 80 to 100 years old. Sure. Right? So the world before that looked completely different. It was some other shit. It was some whole other shit, right? If without an assembly line, does can a grocery store exist in the same way? You know what I mean? No, you I, no. need the local business. Right. It's a farmer's market at that point. Exactly. Right? So everything looks fucking different, right? But 
think about how before com- airplanes and all this other shit. Think about how comfortable we are in this existence, and how dumb it's made us. Yes. And how dependent and subservient it's made us. Yes. Right. So my grandparents lived through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Right. My great uncles, they all survived through that shit. And I would hear stories from them about how they survived through it. And they was really dependent on one another to survive through it. Yes. Right. But I'm just thinking about think about how the illusion works so well that this shit, if you know the history of it, it fails every 80 years, roughly. Right. And on the think, short end, on the long end, it's like one ten. Yeah, but on, but even in that, we come from uh, uh, a lineage where we can still talk to people who lived through these experiences, mm-hmm. and they talk about how dire and detrimental that shit was. Mm-hmm. But think about the level of comfort that we've gotten to, where we don't know none of those skill sets those people had. Right. Right. We're we're very 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 individualistic. We don't have the same sense of community to depend on one another to survive it. Yeah. Right. And we're walking into the next version of that. Glossing over it, still with these very materialistic, lofty ideas and value for money that doesn't hold any value today. That's what I mean when I always say that ultimately and unfortunately, we're going to be forced into the behaviors that we should already be adopting. Forced to see value in each other. Forced to be cooperative with one another. Forced to value love over whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Material. Agree, right? But think about how they say they don't give black man opportunity to run some shit until it's over with, right? You don't get, I used to say, you don't even find out about investment opportunities until they're no longer valuable, right? Think about how many conversations, how many I'm shows. a truck driver now. That's because the truck driving industry is it's about to dead. die. Think about how many now new, you niggas can get new in niggas now. is driving trucks now. You niggas can get in now. This shit, y'all got, get the last of self-driving cars, bro. It's over. Y'all can get the last of it. Right? We done, though. No no disrespect to anybody, but think about no how disrespect. many motherfuckers I know some people on. that's doing their thing in the truck industry right now, but that's the last of it. It's a dying industry. That's all it's we a dying say. Industry. But think about this. Even on the in, in, in the YouTube space, but think about the popularity of these black investment groups, right? Nigga, do you know where they stealing the money from? Do you know how when Wall Street collapses, it collapses the banks? Do you know what was the driver for the first Great Depression? Right? You're playing in the game. They're allowing you opportunity to play in the game. Y'all think y'all done found some information? You didn't. Right? The the first Great Depression, in, in, in a quick synopsis, right? You got that story of the five men who built America, right? That shit rings true. Those five very, very wealthy men put together a platform that said, hey, commoner, you can play like we play. Bring your monies to this stock market. All the while knowing that when they pulled, they was going to collapse all of their monies. That was their plan from go, right? When they pulled, there was a mass rush on the bank because those five men had more money than Than all of the commoners. Which is the case now. Which is the case now. 1% of the population holding all that doggone wealth. Period. When our pool, it's over for you, motherfucker. It's a wrap. Right? Which is why y'all pay taxes to the IRS today. The IRS isn't even a fucking government entity. But You're it, paying a private organization right. because of what happened in the Great Depression. But it's also, how it's also the, the again, motivating people through fear. And so you've used that fear to make people become complicit in their own potential demise. You've got them to believe that you need me more than I need you. How do you convince 99% of a population that that 99% is more dependent upon that 1% than that 1% is dependent upon them? And I know you've got everybody to believe it because every single time one of these dumbass banks with their greedy ass get their stupid ass in trouble and not even the clothes or their overhead, 
the government, oh, we got to bail them out. And the country don't say shit. The country don't shut down. They don't go in uprising. They don't go in no upheaval. They be cool with it. They be like, oh, y'all finna take all our tax money and bail out that billion that motherfucker over there? Okay. Because they convinced you that you need that motherfucker. They convinced you that, oh, if he not doing good, you can't do good. That's why you've been giving him your money all this time. Don't you want your money on the back end at 65 million? I mean, at 65 years old, if you don't do that, if we don't bail him out, you ain't going to get it. So now you complicit and fearful in your own fucking demise. We need to send this bitch up every time they do that. France gets it. I, I think fear is part of it, but I also think ignorance is part of it. And even dive into the fear, I mean, the France part, right? Fake fear is played on ignorance. But again, right, even... Kids don't know it ain't no fucking monster under the bed. So you can play on that as long as you want because he's fucking ignorant. Surely, right. But I also think it's predicated in laziness and lack of wanting to do the work. So even in getting into the France conversation, which you're supposed to start opening up now, French ha- the French have a different understanding of government, Right. They have the understanding that says, no, 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 you are employed via me. Whereas we kind of look at government very differently, right? It's why when most times, like these whole, this new whole popularity of people filming the police and having very a very uh, unique understanding of the Constitution and challenging police and all that shit, that only plays out in certain places, right? Because the police don't even have an expectation to acquiesce to what you're talking about as a, as a, as a civilian, because in their minds, they're not civil servants. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And, and and again, we acquiesce too because of our own ignorance and fear. Right? We don't really traditionally even know that they work for us. We don't traditionally know that the politicians work for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you won't do the work to figure out how that game works. Right? So you become subservient to it. Whereas you look at all these other countries. Like we look at the rest of these countries and be like, man, these motherfuckers crazy, man. They be in the turmoil, they be cools every week. Man, that's how it's supposed to be. You should be sending this joint up. This every time they come on new, every time they come on TV and say some wild shit that the masses don't agree with, send that bitch up. That's every January sixth, man. I, hey, motherfuckers don't agree with it. I do. Sent it up. Right. I'm not. I'm not a Trump fan, but that's how government around the energy. Them. You got to challenge government, bro. The energy is say, right? hey, we not happy. We sending it up. Hey, power concedes nothing without demand, G. And if you don't demand that shit, then you see, you get what you get. You get a goddamn uh, a, a country where seven motherfuckers got more money than the bottom fifty percent. That's crazy. Bananas. That's crazy. But here, in the same time when you got on American soil, the government coming out and saying, "Hey, all you postal workers been doing y'all thing 30, 40 years. We Fuck ain't y'all. got nothing for you on the back end. Kick rocks, right? Fuck yeah. Your retirement finna be fucked." The French, they told them, "We going to raise the retirement age." By two years. Not that we're going to take y'all a picture. We're just going to raise the retirement age two years. So when you thought you could have retired. They went to war. You thought you could retire at 62. Now you you can't retire to 64. Who the fuck you talking to? Who you talking to? I'm in these streets today. We today. Fuck out of here, bitch. Sending it up nationwide. Yeah, fuck out of here. Send it up. We're not going for that shit, Joe. Because they have a clear understanding that the government is employed by them. I tell you what to do, motherfucker. You don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me. Right. But and, and it's weird because we understand that on every level, G. If you grew up in a house with fucking five siblings and then your parents like, hey, y'all four can't eat today because we need him to eat a lot. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But we we go for that shit all the time. 
Anytime one of the motherfucking presidents come on and say, hey, we gonna, we got to bail out this corporation, we got to bail out this bank, so we're going to all the money y'all give us, we, t- we take out y'all check, we're going to give it to Buddy because we need we, him to be rich. We're even worse, though, because we ain't even going for it. We champion it. So it's like <laughs> yeah, the four see. motherfuckers that don't get eat, they don't get to eat, like, yeah, sitting around watching eat. the one motherfucker like, eat more. Let me put some pepper on it for you. Get more, Bobby, get more. <laughs> 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 Fucking dummies. Let me put you, let me tie your apron around your neck yeah, and shit. We, like, we, we're fucked, bro. Hey, man. It's, this shit is this shit is different. It's weird, and I don't understand how people don't see it for what it is. Like how you just keep getting okie doke over and over and over again, and never see it for what it is. You're just gonna keep being because we've been lullabied to sleep to believe in a philosophy and a fantasy that we all have the ability or one day gonna access these great riches. Right. It's not true, man. You value it the same way they do. You just ain't got you it. You do. You value. Matter of fact, you value, value it more. more than they, they don't even value like that. Right. And the reality of it is, you got a greater chance of a rag to riches story in South Africa than you do in America. Right. It just don't work that way, bro. Speaking of rag to riches in Africa, electrically charged stones found in the Congo. We gotta put up the picture of this too. But the stones are like glistening. Like you can see it looked like a fucking meteorite or some shit. Um crazy, sir. Is it I know this is kinda I mean I know I know it's the motherland, so I know the resources is there, but it's still kinda wild to see. And the people who found it, right? No doubt some slave type work and shit. Mining these fields all day long through the mud and sludge and all this shit, and you find this thing, and it's like, oh, another thing that they finna be killing people about over there now. Yeah, this is kind of esoteric and all that shit, but mm. you know, there are stories of the Anunnaki, there are stories of different kinds of civilizations before quote unquote mankind, right? Matter of fact, there's arguments if you go deep enough to say the African is the only human, everybody else is mankind, mm. kind of a man. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, there's stories that say Something the reason like why we can't explain the pyramids is because they were built by a civilization that no longer lives on this planet. Mm. You know, somebody was passing through. These are, and you know, we we've seen that there's water on on other planets. When you think about the universe in context to, I mean, the Earth in context to the universe is big as a grain of salt. The thing that, that we the only thing that exists out here is a very arrogant, it's very arrogant thing. All the rest yeah. of this shit just here. For our, for our viewing pleasure. Fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's, you know, to find some metal transference of something in the ground, you know, you think of these sci fi movies, the, 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 the possibilities are really endless. Like, think of a motherfucker had a portal to time travel order, right. galaxy travel right. order. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. we might be the least advanced species in the universe. We don't know. We might be the dumbest motherfuckers we alive. We might be the dumbest mototherfuckers alive. So them being able to manipulate time, space, and matter, you just don't know. And I know this is esoteric, and I know motherfuckers be like, man, get the fuck out of here with no. that bullshit. But it's so much shit that we know. just can't explain. Did y'all see the um, new pictures that came out, like a, maybe like a month ago or so, with where the it's like the um, NASA, I guess, they had some more advanced like telescopes, and they took the pictures oh, of yeah, like yeah, the yeah. new, with the new camera versus mm-hmm. like the old one, and it shows like, Thousands and thousands of like galaxies, yeah, like an infinite infinite amount of galaxies, yeah. and the Milky Way like the smallest one. And we don't know what the fuck is in the ocean, right? Yeah, like and we can we, get in there. We can get in that shit. <laughs> we don't know 
what's in there? We don't know what's in there. That's a fact. We right? can get real weird with this conversation, but yeah. Nah, it's wild though. It's true, yeah. and it's like if 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 the Milky Way is one of the smallest galaxies, and we are the smallest thing in there. You know what I'm saying? Compared to again the, the entire universe, like the esoteric ideas, right? Getting outside the the narratives that been created for you and begin to question and value. This shit is infinitely know. huge. I heard somebody do a play on the concept of God being water. Mm. Oh yeah. And since I've heard that, I can't. It let was go brilliant of it. too. I can't let go of it. It was brilliant. I think it's brilliant too. I can't let go of it as a concept. It was very, very brilliant. Yeah. I wish I could remember it word for word to recite it right now, but it's fucking yeah. brilliant. And it made a whole, whole lot of sense to me, man. And all it did was take a motherfucker to explain it in an articulate way and your whole fucking perspective. It opens your shit up. Like, wait a minute. Like, damn, that make a lot like, of sense to me. The possibilities of that is endless. Yeah, it's endless. Ain't nothing stronger. Can't nothing withstand it. Takes on the form and shape of whatever Of it is. whatever. Human body made up, what, like 80% some shit like that? Water. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. So that... All this stuff is wild, man. And for 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 those of y'all that's here in Chicago, man, I would encourage y'all to uh, go to the planetarium. They got a free days. Um, I want to say the free day is like Wednesday. Might be Tuesday. But I think it's Wednesday. Uh, go to the planetarium and and do one of them like space exhibits. And that thing might be an extra additional fee, but do it. I did it recently. I hadn't been in the planetarium in a long time, but I did it recently, and it was like, man, it just like. It just puts things into perspective for you of just how relatively insignificant, you know what I'm saying, this shit is to in terms of shift your focus to shit that matters. If we're going to be here, let's be here doing shit that fucking matters, man. Let's not be on some bullshit. Like, let's do shit that fucking matters, man, because it's so much fucking going on out there, man, and everybody walking around this motherfucker is so self-centered. Self-absorbed like, and self depressed. Self-absorbed and depressed. It's like, hey, man, pick a struggle, Joe. Pick a struggle. This life shit going to be hard, but pick a motherfucking struggle, G. Uh, on that note, I know this kind of off topic. A no, it's bit, good. But I saw some. We almost uh, wrapping up in you. You know how people run up on you doing interviews with their phone type of shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was in one of these colleges. I think they were in New York, and they were talking to, like, the foreign exchange students. I accidentally let the Jehovah's Witness in the, uh, yesterday. Well, that's great for you, man. It was I'm accident. you did, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, so dudes running up on these students asking them questions like, and the question is, what's the one thing you didn't know exists in America before you got here? That you didn't exist in your country, but exists in America that you didn't know about before you got here? They ran into this African student. I thought it was so interesting, the response that he had. And he said, I didn't know that depression existed before I got here. Think about the, the, the implication of that. Right, so I people always get mad at me because I be like, man, fuck some mental health and some therapy and shit. Social right? health. It's social health. The entire environment is sick, and instead of addressing the environment, we keep telling individuals that they sick. No, man, this environment is sick, bro. So when you find the coltan or the glowing rock, nigga, it's so much here to be discovered, and it's not to be discovered just to be exploited. Right, for your financial gain. It's not for that. Right. It's not for exploitation. It's discovery for the value and the essence of just discovery. That it holds. Yeah. In and of itself, intrinsically. In and of itself. Yeah. Just discovery. Like you should look at the universe with the, like the, with the wonder of a child. How could we look at a rock that way when we don't look at people that way? 
Real shit. We don't look at people as being intrinsically valued just because you are fucking here. Just because you are a person and I can see you and you breathing, I have value for you. I love you and I appreciate you and I want health for and you. And just like that motherfucking rock, do you push a person into the right perspective, it's going to emote a different kind of energy. Yep. 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 Period. Yep. It can shine or it, it can be dull. All or it the could, shit that rock can do. Or it all could, of it. Or it can be used as a weapon, like a rock. We're, in, we, we're, 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 we're energy transmute, transmitters. We legitimately are. Man. They say if a motherfucker's operating in the true polarity of love, he will raise the vibration of 12 miles outside of his body. If he was truly operating in love, he would raise the physical vibration of 12 miles away from him. They say if you can tap into like an extra 1% of your brain, you can walk on you water. You can walk on water. You know what I'm saying? Like it's some other shit, G. It's some other shit that we got to be able to get to, but we stuck in the bullshit. The muck is the muck is deep, and it's all consuming, and it it it, it surrounds you, and it, it's heavy, and it's depressing, and you feel it, man. And we've all been there. We've all we've all been in these spaces to where you feel like the weight of the world is just too fucking heavy, and then it's like, damn, like I don't want to do this shit no more. Before the camera came on, we was talking about child suicide. And I think that we might just begin to a space where children in their purest form just recognize the world as bullshit and not something I want to be a part of. Like, this is dumb shit. And as a pure child who hasn't been corrupted with the bullshit, you can see it all as it's taking place unfolding around you. Like, that's what y'all value over this? This dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. You know what? All y'all fucking stupid. I'm out. Like, and 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 that's just... That's just a real thing. As an adult, that depression thing or that suicidal thing, it ain't, it's it's different. It ain't so much, all y'all fucking dumb, I'm out. It's, I'm not worthy. Let me, let me leave. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the same thing for the child, though, right? I think it's a conversation of values. And I think as we kind of acquiesce to this kind of full-out, mediocre, full-out, uh, materialistic, full-out, non-spiritual existence, then all you can aspire to is the narrative of more mediocrity through materialism, mm. right? So point of clarity, right? I thought about this the other day. I sent my kids to California this weekend, right? My goddamn son got a post up. He took a picture in front of some palm trees, and his shit says, from pissy hallways to palm trees. Mm-hmm. Yo, son. My son. Right? Well, he it's, pissing his own hallway. What too? hallway you been in the pissy, my G? You've never been in the pissy hallway in your life. He from the Jacks, man. You know what I'm saying? You've had a very privileged life. You went to all the motherfucking private schools and had all of the mics that I could afford you. And you've eaten every day, son. <laughs> pissy hallways, my pissy boy. Pissy hallways, the palm trees. Hey. Values, though. Yep. Right? Yep. Here you are disregarding everything I provided for your monkey. You there right now on my dime. You didn't make it there. I put you there. <laughs> Pissy hallways the palm trees, my G. You disrespected me, you man. You disrespected the fuck out of me. But right? But I can shit, I can put this up because this is a currency to say, look at my rags to riches story. No, no, no. You got a riches to riches story, little nigga. You've not been up against 
any kind of turmoil, mm -hmm. any kind of stress, mm -hmm. right? But again, I think that is part of the problem of the entirety of the landscape. I'm as guilty as anybody else mm -hmm. for providing him this world, mm -hmm. right? So I think that we, we're, we're, we're afraid of challenge. We're afraid of work. We're afraid of anything not being easy, anything that makes us uncomfortable. But the very essence of life is supposed to do that. And through that, it builds a regimen. It builds a character. It builds an understanding. We don't want none of that. So what you do is you breed a bunch of motherfuckers who can't deal with the slightest infraction. So how do we then, is there a way to coexist? We, we talk about this duality thing a lot, and generally you like, man, it ain't a both-and conversation. It's to make a fucking decision. But when in Rome, right? So how do we deal with our our own issues, our own sicknesses. You know what I'm saying? I look around the studio, everybody in here like to be fly and get dressed and put their shit on and their kicks on and they dry this and go that and do this. Like, how can, can is there a way to do both to say, yeah, I'm a fly motherfucker that enjoys nice things and cool experiences, but it don't control me. I still see a greater value. Is that is that possible or am I just trying to comfort myself so because you, I'm sick too? You know I got a whole bunch of Jordans. Mm -hmm. You also know I got Al Sixes. Did I really wear? Yeah. I wear my Al Sixes. Yeah. You know I do. You do wear your Al Sixes. Because my Al Sixes feel good. And I, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what you think of my Al Sixes. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think of your Al Sixes. You tell me every time you see them, but you also see them, which means right. I wear them. Right, right. Right? My right. point is, I'm not defined by nothing but me. Right. Right? I don't have to put up pissy hallways, the palm trees, because the motherfuckers looking at my page through whatever lens they looking at it from are only going to get the authentic version of me that I value. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? That I value. So we got this uniform value set. That's why marketing works. It would be so disrespectful of me to paint this uber struggle story of my upbringing. I'm from the hood. No fucking doubt about it. Five boys grew up in my house. No fucking doubt about it. Two bedroom. Like, no doubt about it. I lived the black experience. But I wasn't fucking hungry or cold or but, but I, bummy. But I, I'm laughing at my son and shit, but I remember shit like their mama coming down, and I was like, why my daddy got to be around? Because it makes you believe that this is the, whatever the social value set is, you start to abide by it. Mm -hmm. Until you say, wait a minute, man. Zero gray reliance. Mm. All this is bullshit. Mm. What do I intrinsically value? Mm. All of this is bullshit. Period. Uh, right? The day I decided, hey, you know what? When the weather's nice, I'm riding my bike everywhere I want to go. Changed my perspective on even the landscape of the city of Chicago. Because mm -hmm. now I'm seeing it through a different lens. But those kind of moves is like I create my value. Right. I create the 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 narrative of Tucson's journey. No one else does. And what I'm saying is that we start to see that so many of us don't create our own narrative. And what it reads to is uh, a Very level of, uh, of, of, of uh, 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 depression. Because the expectations and the standards are still upheld by a capitalist structure. It says you can only be valued if you have these things. Right? And these things never stop. Because that's how they continue to eat. And that pressure it's weighs. Like, it's, like, it's like bird shit. If they ain't shitting right now, they're about to. Mm -hmm. You got to keep doing this shit. Mm -hmm. 
if you allow motherfuckers to keep writing your narrative instead of you taking control of your journey and your destiny and writing your own narrative. You can't be mad how the book ends. The book <laughs> is going to end the way it ends for everybody. You're going to end miserable because you're never going to reach a standard. Yeah. That's real, man. It's fucked up, and it's sad. It's sad to see when, when, when we all, you know, be in those, be in those situations, man, and 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 the stress, the stress of it all that it just fucking causes, and how it fucking weighs on you. Shit is terrible, but you can you can choose. You can choose to turn your head. You can choose to turn your back to the bullshit. You can choose to find your own personal value. You can your choose own to look happiness. inward. Yeah, that's, that's the only choice you really have. Otherwise, you're gonna be fucked up. That's it, man. That's it. Jay. That's it. And 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 and, and it, it, the decisions that it caused us to make is what's the scary part. Because we had turned away from love in those moments. In those moments, those are the moments where we quickly turn away from love. Because like I, I don't feel this other thing. I need and so I turn away from this because I, I'm not feeling it. But in, to in that this same way. spiritual point, right? I don't even think the vast majority of what you can't know love until you know you. You can't know love until you know you. So anything before you know you, you will supplement your idea of love, mm. your version of love, and mm. you will expect for a motherfucker to acquiesce to your expectations of a narrative that someone outside of you wrote about what love is. That's true. Right. It's fucked up, man. I seen somebody say, it was a poem, I thought it was a dope-ass line. It was like, man, you got a God complex with no God in you. And you steady looking for a disciple to decipher you. Because you don't know you. So now you acquiesce the disciples, the bands, the women's, you investing in, whatever you investing in. Sure. Come figure me out, because I can't. It's a failing situation. And in those moments, and that's what I was saying earlier, in those moments, that's when you feel insufficient, inadequate. And that's when, as an adult, you be like, man, fuck this shit, Joe. I can, re- I can remember I can remember going to my brother's crib, and it's like he was depressed, stressed. Couldn't nobody fucking reach him. So he called me like, yo, you talk? Nope, I ain't talk to him. And I don't think that my, my natural instinct is not worry. My natural instinct is it'll be all right. Y'all tripping. But after a while, I'm like, all right, let me fucking go see. So I go over there, can't get in. I'm going to kick the motherfucking door down in a minute. Fortunately, a neighbor let me in, and I just go in. Brother depressed, stressed, you know what I'm saying? Weight of the world, heavy as fuck, to the point you don't see the value in your own self. And it's like, bro, I fucking love you. You got a dozen people calling around right now trying to make sure you're okay. Ain't, most people don't got 12 people that love them, Joe. Like, not for real. Like value, real value, and the weight of the bullshit outside will twist us up so fucking bad, and it's real because it's tangible. Like I said, when in Rome, and so bills and all that shit is real, and the stress of it becomes unbearable, man. Man, you say you had that experience with your brother. I've had that experience with like three or four brothers. Yeah, me too. Right, and it's interesting to think about it like that, like the weight of the expectations of manhood, of black maleness specific. Right? And I'm not saying that expectation is any different than any other male, but when you consider the our place in the trajectory, even though this construct is a falsehood, when you think about our place in the trajectory, being at the bottom of that ethnic totem pole to 
what standardized success versions look like. Mm-hmm. Very few of us. The goddamn dual income in the community is twenty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Very few of us ever make it to that statuesque v- place of value. You better find happiness somewhere else, then. <laughs> yeah, that's why black men is the fastest growing rate of suicide participants. Yeah, because our standards are being created by those narratives. Ex- and everybody is expecting those answers from us. Expectation here, access here. here. Fucked up. And you don't even know why your access is there. You ain't paid attention enough to the game to the board to understand, see, understand why you don't have how access. That's you still got the expectation. You can't see that that is a fallacy. It's a fallacy, but right, but you've never dug deep inside of you to know that you have a worth outside of that narrative in the first fucking place. Mm. Right? That was one of the, the, the values of being an artist, and I'll say this for the rest of my life. Being an artist is it accesses a part of your brain where you realize you have the ability to create. Mm-hmm. I can create whatever reality I want to create. And I've had that in me since I was seven, six, five years old. So I've never been defined by the social narrative in my mind. Because I can create what I always knew and I was always comfortable in creating the reality I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But very few of us have that level of creativity. Yeah, I think you can find it even outside of being an artist. Tapping into the God that's within you to it's understand true. that I can absolutely Yeah, I'm just saying my access portal. That's yeah, all yeah. I was saying. Yeah, I feel you. you no, know I feel you. I mean? I'm just saying everybody can find their way to tap into it. We got to tap out of this show. We appreciate y'all so much, man, for tuning in. Thank y'all for y'all input. As always, it was valued. It was appreciated. Please take a quick second to like the uh, broadcast. If you liked it, I would love to get to that space where we see as many people that watched it liked it, or at least as many people that liked it liked it. Uh, uh, So please, please, please uh, take a quick second. Hit that little thumbs up. Like it. Make sure you subscribe to the page. Also, if you're interested and you want to become an official dirtbag, subscribe to the Patreon uh, lots of things going on behind there, behind the scenes content, additional things like that. Also, you can watch the Relationship Friday show as it airs live on Tuesday night. Um, but if you want to do that, make sure y'all get in tune with that. Um, anything else I'll leave out here? iTunes, Spotify. Oh, yeah, the iTunes, the Spotify. Make sure y'all listen to them on DSPs. If you listen to it in your car, on the train ride in, whatever it is, y'all can listen to us there too. Uh, you don't have to just watch it on the video. You can listen to it there what you say the tickets yes for the color me social merit gala uh it is coming up it is march 11th the tickets are on sale right now uh two and i absolutely honored and privileged to be featured as one of the honorees uh for the gala they are honoring uh agents of change champions of change uh throughout the city and it's a pleasure to be honored Color Me Social Gala coming up March 11th. Make sure I get y'all tickets for that. It's some real flash shit. Put your clothes on. Put your ball gown on. Put your suit on. Uh, come fly. We we do all the formal stuff. We eat the food. We had a bar, and then we turn up and be a whole party, man. It's a great, great time. So y'all make sure. Uh, y'all get in tune. Go to Color Me Social, C-O-L-O-U-R, me. Color Me Social uh, for all information you need on that. We got a slap, man. We will see y'all back here for the next episode of Herb and Two. So fucking proud of this team we got, man. We be putting in some time. Uh, Best producer in the podcast game. Hands down, ass up. It is... (laughs) 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 We like to call her E4. Hey, man, from now on, that's how we doing this shit. 
Hands down, ass up. That's how we edit this from now on. Best podcast. Edit P.I. When I send you this edit, you're going to have to just start. No, this shit out. Over. Yeah, it no. Out. Best producer in we the podcast the intro. Hands down, ass up. We like to call her E4O. She would much rather be called Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Oh, shout out to P.I. Man for putting his magical touch on the video. By the time you see it, it will look as it should. That is because of that brother and everything he does after we finish doing our part, acting the fool on this here couch. Shout out to Ron Riller, man. Ron Riller been putting in double duty as the light-skinned twin has not been in. Uh, shout out to Ron Riller holding hey man, it down. Black Power, the dark-skinned twin been doing his thing. The dark-skinned you know twin been doing his thing. Unless y'all don't actually see this. Like, if you're just, like, hearing my, my lips move and nothing's actually happening, it's because the dark skin. No, fuck and we need right. the white man back. We, please bring <laughs> us the white man back. <laughs> fuck all that shit we've been saying for the last hour. Go white man. No, I'm bullshit. I'm bullshit. Shout out to Jake, though. Shout out to Ron Riller, man, for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum.